Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! So. Oof. Yeah. Everything sucks. Yep. And the world is falling <laughs> apart. That's true. It's great. It's true indeed. And that's the opener. Yeah. <laughs> Everything sucks and the world it's is falling, falling apart. apart. Um, oh, I read William Daniels' book. Did you? Um, that was, yeah, I did. I just finished oh. reading that a couple of days ago, too. That is an autobiography. Does he talk about That he published in 2018. Yeah, he oh. does. He does indeed. It's fun. It's good. I, you know, it's a good old time. It's not my favorite autobiography, mm-hmm. but he's got some nice, lovely little points in there. He, you know, he spends a good deal of time talking about his childhood mm. and how he was such a product of a stage mom <laughs> and that now, like much later in his life, he's come to realize how much like emotional abuse was involved mm-hmm. <laughs> in his childhood. Yeah, I'd be very interested um, to hear about that. So it was. It's good. It's an. It's a good read. It's called "There, uh, There I Go Again" or "Here I Go Again." There I go again. I think. Um, and it's William Daniels. That's my little plug. Maybe you know, give that a read. I did. It was. It's again. I knew it came out like two or three years ago. I guess it was 2017. It's short. It's like 200 pages. Knock that out in like a day. So, yeah, easy read. Well, good. Should we talk about it? Should we yeah, get into it? let's do it. All right. Hi, y'all. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Can you hear Ducky barking? Something, something, the Feeny call. <laughs> today we're talking, what are we talking about, about today? season three, episode 17, <laughs> The Pink Flamingo Kid. I That's am, right. Yeah. But before I start that, I'll probably do, well, I probably, I say, I'll do trivia first. So the title of this episode is actually in <laughs> reference to the 1984 Gary Marshall film called The Flamingo Kid, starring Matt Dillon, which is kind of funny to me because I feel like the kid who plays Sean's brother looks like Matt Dillon. And so I was like, oh, mm. yeah, I can see that, like how they how it was kind of based. Oh, he does kind mm-hmm. of look like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. So that kid probably got the job because he looked like Matt Interesting. Dillon. <laughs> yeah, so you're on so the recap. I'm on the recap. And I will go in three, two, okay. one. Right. Okay, so it's Sean's dad's birthday. And so Corey gets the idea to film a video with his family, uh, Sean's family, to say happy birthday. Eli mentions that there's like a news contest going on for high schoolers. Um, so Corey, when Corey goes to film, he oversees Sean's brother with a laptop that wasn't his. And he wants to turn in the tape. So Sean, and Sean does not want him to turn in the tape. He smashes it. Um, then Corey goes back to the trailer park to try to get new footage. Sean goes and saves him. Meanwhile, Eric is trying to sell a bunch of junk from the attic in the garage. And makes $4,000 and says he's a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. (laughs) I know. You're out of time. I I did it, though. I got most of it. Uh, All right. I guess. And sure. the only thing I missed is Sean's little chat with Feeney and that they get in a fight. I think about this fight a lot. I don't know mm-hmm, why this mm-hmm. episode not, doesn't necessarily stand out to me in the Boy Meets World universe, but this fight distinctly. And I think it's because it's the only one where they actually like fight, fight. Like Corey slams Sean against the locker mm-hmm. pretty hard. <laughs> they, they're fighting yeah, so quickly. <laughs> like they're just, they're like, they're not, I don't know. Like when they get to the ground and you watch them for a second, they're, they're just like throwing yes. their bodies around <laughs> so quickly. And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> 
what the fuck? Like, what, what a weird, a weird fight. fight. <laughs> but it also, like, looked like a pretty genuine high school fight in that, you know, it looked like two kids who had no mm-hmm. idea what they were doing trying yep. to fight each other. But I, I agree. I do often think yeah. about this fight with Mr. Turner being like, you guys know you're fighting each other? <laughs> right. <laughs> Megan, what did you I learn? learned. Well, I kind of, I took what Feeney said and kind of drive that as far as what kind of the, I guess, main point of this is or what the actual like lesson learned was, because I feel like you could pull probably a bunch of stuff from a bunch of different little things from this episode. But I think the overall kind of lesson is that we have a fortunate opportunity to choose our family in this lifetime. And so we shouldn't, you know, squander that opportunity. Because uh-huh. I think that's, I, there. There's like a moment where Sean feels an obligation to his actual family, his blood family, even though he's not close to his brother, um, <clears throat> which I have a theory on, by the way, I will say. He's not very close to his brother, but he still feels like this familial obligation by blood, whereas Feeney kind of comes in, instills the lesson in him, like, you, you don't have to be blood to be family. And that's when Sean kind of has the realization of like, well, I should help the person who has been there like a brother for me over my actual biological brother. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. that's what I derived from it. What do you learn? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think the, I, I agree with you. I think that the, um, this particular episode harkens a little back to some, some clear cut lessons we used to get a little yes. more frequently with uh, Feeney's delivery of you don't have to be blood to be family. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, that feels like the pretty key takeaway here for sure. I think it is really interesting, though, that I don't know. Sean's, Sean's general commitment to blood interests me in so many mm-hmm. ways because everyone else who is blood related to Sean clearly yes. doesn't give a shit. <laughs> you know, so like where did he get the idea that family is that important when nobody's ever demonstrated that to him it just struck me as interesting his his commitment to blood relatives despite the fact that everyone who's related to him by blood has uh, tossed him aside and the only people that have been there for him have been people not related to him by blood which remains true until like jack i guess i think it's got it uh, yeah, so I, I think, think it's, it's got to be something to do with maybe like his actual like upbringing. So not so much what's happening in his life right now, but I'm thinking like when he was younger, they probably didn't interact with a lot of people not in the trailer park other than like Corey, like his friends at school. And so it was probably like the, they were the only people mm-hmm. that he really interacted with. And they were the only people who would be like open That's with fair. each other because obviously he like knocks on the door and, and his uncle Mike's like, I'm just an old man living alone with my pension and blah, blah, blah. And so as soon as he says, like, it's Sean, then he's like, oh, Sean, and like comes out. And so they probably like just did not associate with other people except for like Sean's school friends. I guess that's reasonable in that it's we've never been shown this, but I guess prior to mm-hmm. us starting this, you know, prior in Sean's life, he's always surrounded by just blood family. And that's yeah, the only well, people around, I guess. I don't know. It just struck me. I was like, all of your examples right? show your, your blood relatives leaving your ass behind and not caring. I'm also thinking if his parents took off when he was younger, like if his mom took off a lot and his dad did the same thing and went to go find him, he probably stayed with 
like uncle Mike or he stayed with, you know, his grandma. Mm. Um, so it was probably, yeah, I feel like there's some behind the scenes, something that's happening with Sean where he feels this like familial obligation because of maybe Pat, just mm-hmm. the, the closeness in, in his history. But that's just my theory. Yeah. Yes. I have a question for you. I'm curious about your thoughts on this idea of standing by family because they're your blood. Let's, let's presume you have yes. a sibling who you, you grew up with and now you are you haven't been close to them for many mm-hmm. years though then suppose because here's the other thing i want to call attention to i guess in this argument that i'm ignoring right now and that is that Corey ignores sean and disrespects yes. sean and sean's wishes and so so sean is placed in a position of his friend is ignoring and disrespecting his opinion and wishes mm-hmm. and uh at the same time his family member is engaging in criminal activity and also threatening his his mm-hmm. friend. I'm curious about the idea that like you've got a friend who's kind of doing the wrong thing and disrespecting you and then you've got a family member who is is doing something and and the two kind of get up caught in the middle. I'm trying to basically ask you like what what you would do in this in this sure. situation, but I'm trying to like generalize it a little more because this is such a specific situation presented in yeah. this episode. Um and so I'm trying to generalize it as much as I can, yeah. I think. And I think I overgeneralized it a minute ago. Uh, <laughs> let's just like, what, what, what would you do? What do you think you would do if you found yourself in a situation where you had tried your best to just keep your friend out of the yeah. situation? And then they were kind of being a dick about it and, and prying more. And that's to say, Sean could have offered some more information, but it's also, I don't, it's in no way, in my opinion, is it Sean's no. fault. It's not, he doesn't have to offer that information. Yeah, Corey should just be respectful of Sean's wishes in general. I think two separate things would happen. The first thing would be, I would definitely go intervene in the event that if, if my, I'm trying to think about my best friend in the event that she got involved in a family matter of mine that I didn't want her Mm -hmm. in or that I knew it was dangerous. I would definitely go intervene and get her out of that situation. And then there would probably be a follow-up conversation afterwards where I was like, I asked you to do this. And now you see why I asked you to do this. And I hope from this point forward, you will respect my wishes because this cannot happen again. Mm -hmm. And if it does happen again and you're on the wrong side, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to just constantly come and clean up your messes. I feel like there has to be, which especially we didn't really talk about this in the nineties is boundaries with it within family relationships and friend relationships. But also I think there's just a level of like, there's a, a threshold where I'm like, I will deal with, I will deal with this to a certain extent. And then at some point though, you're on your own because we're adults as kids. It's so hard because it's hard to navigate like, cause you don't really know and you're just doing what you want to do. Cause you're in high school and you can only see to the end of your own nose. But as an adult, I feel like I would be like, I can only take you up to this point and past that point you're on your own because I just can't get involved after that certain point. Yeah. I think it's, it would be a very mm-hmm. difficult situation for sure that Sean is in. And, uh, I think we all like to believe we would respond Mm-hmm. similarly do you think you would respond similarly um mm-hmm. i don't know you know especially yeah, at like 14 that's, that's it's really hard to stand up to family even as an adult but 
as a kid like that even hard i feel like a sibling is different than a parent if it were a parent i would have 10 a 10 times harder or i should say it would be 10 times harder for me to stand up to if it were a sibling i feel like i'd react Mm -hmm. very similarly to sean but i have a theory about eddie first of all how old do we think eddie is do we think eddie is like 18 19 yeah, he looks like yeah, he's like I'm sure 18 the actor or 19. Was like 20 or 21 at the time. So he looks like he would be older than Sean. So what I'm thinking, because we never hear about him again, obviously, I don't think they thought this entirely through in the writer's room. This is just me justifying another continuity error because Lord knows there are thousands of them in the show. I'm justifying it that we never uh-huh. see him again because once Sean, I, I say he's a half brother on his mom's side. And once Sean finds out that his mom is not his sure. biological mother, that severs all ties between him and Eddie, and he never sees Eddie again. I think Eddie's in jail. Yeah, I could. I, I think I think he got that. arrested for for theft, among other yeah. things. I'm sure. In the event that he even goes one more year without getting arrested, he could get himself into a lot of shit in the next year. So, I think that's yeah. A I mean, very... he's, he's clearly. He's clearly running a, it's not a, like a one-time thing. Like he's like, all right, let's get the serial numbers. Like it's a consistent theft situation yep. here. Yeah. Uh, they have, it's a continuing theft operation that I would suspect ends, ends up with Eddie in jail. And uh, that's my theory on why we never see Eddie again. That's fair. And there's no mention of him ever again either so i think he was supposed to sure. be which hillary called in again and uh was talking about how she thinks that eddie's kind of a one off character or like where where he goes or kind of the theory on him which is why i bring it up and so i'll play that clip hello so just a couple quick notes for this episode i really love the hunter family motto of we didn't do it And also, when they're all gathered around sending the message to Chet, um, here from this undisclosed location, you know, it's silly, of course, but it's also just a little sad, I guess, because it just shows, you know, the, the drama and, well, trauma, I suppose, too, of Sean's family. But, you know, the way it's presented with the comedy is really cute. I mean, I also wonder if Eddie was maybe supposed to be in earlier episodes but they changed their mind or if maybe he was supposed to be in later episodes but they just didn't see a path forward or maybe he was just kind of a one-off from the get-go but I think that it's interesting that they kind of show that Sean has this brother and then of course we'll see later that he has Jack but it just goes to show kind of the unpredictability of Chet's life Ah, I guess I should say the unpredictability of the whole family life rather than just Chet's life. Yeah, definitely. He was meant to be a one-off. Like, I don't think this was supposed to be a continuing thing for them. Uh, yeah. Like no, this I, brother I relationship. Her. Because I feel like if they wanted to bring, I don't know if it was just this actor in particular that they were like, we don't really need to bring you back on the show. Or if the writers were just like, whatever, we'll give Sean another half brother. I feel like they wouldn't bring in Jack they wouldn't start this and then bring in Jack later if they didn't just mean for Eddie to be a one-off because that's a perfect excuse mm-hmm. to bring him back is like, Oh, well I went to, I did a small stint in prison and then like I came back and decided to reform my life. And like, I feel like there's opportunity there that they just didn't take. So, which means that they clearly didn't want that for Eddie. Right. Well, in the storyline of, of the two of, of, um, 
Eric and Jack. Fuck, uh, of of Jack and well, uh, but specifically the contrasting storylines of Jack and Hunter's child, uh, Jack and Hunter, Jack and Sean's. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Childhoods is is a tremendously important piece to that ongoing dynamic that we see later. Yeah, and that adding adding Eddie back later would just a waste of time. True. You wanna you wanna jump onto the B plot a little bit for just some some laughs, some giggles. Oh my god, yes! So Eric is so funny. I love him. Again, <laughs> another moment of like Will Friedle, just as he even when he delivers the really like random weird lines, like Kyle, your name's not Kyle. That's what I call myself. Like the line delivery mm. is just so flawless because it's he's got so great natural. timing yes it feels yeah. so natural there's no like weirdness or like campiness to it well and a lesser a lesser sitcom would have had kyle your name's not kyle that's what i call myself cut to parents reaction laugh track beat instead of this one just plows through it and yes. lets you just <laughs> lets you just take and you're it like, um, what, what what did it just what did it yeah. say yeah yeah the the quickness of it is just is just wonderful um, which i definitely appreciate due to the fact that we just got that abnormally long morgan scene a couple episodes ago where it's just like God, that was the longest and most drawn out annoying scene so i i'm so uh-huh. thankful that now we're back to like very concise quips like this especially from will because he's the master of them so i don't understand why eric is carrying that box for feeny when they enter the school just... other than to he motivate the b plot but and just been like oh mr matthews can you help 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 with this like that's that was my justification for it is he caught him on his way in and was just like can you help me with this sure so that, that's what I, I think but oh it's it's good it's fun it's inconsequential we're back to kind of like floofy eric plots we just had super serious eric and now we're back to floofy eric showing will's range so so good we do Another we get a, we non- get a lovely it's not nonsense because obviously nonsense he plays a for big fun a decent role in this episode i love eli in this episode he's so funny yes he's mm-hmm. dressed much better he does get and some good Sean comedy in this one and he's dressed and better he's like, hold on it's so good he is another one where every line he delivers a funny is bit. very real like even when mm-hmm. he delivers kind of the funnier lines it's very he has a, a realness to his comedy which i very much appreciate i enjoy the b-plot it's a good time it's silly it's nonsense it's a it's a nice reprieve uh yes i like that feeney gets yeah. to play in both plots too and then he gets to be the savior of the a plot in many ways and the comedic he he, i don't know i guess feeney's integral to both plots you know the b plot doesn't happen without him the a plot doesn't resolve without him which is very interesting to me because honestly the the a plot you could have done without (laughs) feeney you could have put turner or eli in that position i think it would have probably been turner but you could put either of them in the position have them Mm. delivered the line and that would have been fine too but it's interesting to me that they picked Feeney specifically to come in and deliver that. I agree. I agree. It's interesting because right? it feels or, like yeah. it would have been Turner referencing his friendship with Eli, which yes. they did once before already well, when it was about a girl. But it does feel like this message would have been written out of Turner's mouth about yeah. Eli. And so I agree. It's interesting that Feeney is the one who helps Sean in this episode. Because I don't know. I mean, I won't say it's definitely not the first time, but yes. I don't know. It's always exciting when we get like a Feeny Sean. Because mm-hmm. we get so much Feeny Corey and it's great. And Feeny yeah. Eric. Yeah, it's and Feeny a lot of Feeny Eric. It's great when we get a lot of when we get a like, nice Feeny Sean. I could Sean also justify Turner moment. saying it because we just had a, an episode, maybe three, four episodes ago, something like that, where he talks about how he didn't 
he didn't live up to his family's expectations because he wanted to be a school teacher. And so it would make sense if he severed ties with his family and he was just done. And then he, yeah, spent holidays with Eli mm-hmm. or Eli's family or whatever. So it would have mm-hmm. made sense, but it's a, it's an interesting choice. It was definitely, mm-hmm. it had to have been a choice mm-hmm. to make it Feeney because you could justify Turner doing it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have that detention with yep. Feeney. They could have detention with Turner or Eli. It could have been any of them. Yes. I appreciate it. It's a good, it's a good Feeney episode all around here. Uh, and that he gets, he gets the, the serious stuff in the A plot. He gets the yes. lighthearted neighbor antiquer in the B plot. Yes, of course he's the MVP in this one, damn it. He's earned it. I knew it. It's true. Without without Feeney, Corey gets <laughs> the shit beat out of him in a trailer park. Um, <laughs> or he gets like gently pushed to the ground. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> with him, and he was kind of playing it up. Yes. He's I like, do think it's really fun. funny when, when Sean like, arrives, you know, he jumps over the trailer from? or whatever the fuck. <laughs> nope. And I'm like, he they, they, like they couldn't have him just like walk around the, the corner. Where the, <laughs> the fuck was he? To get to him. That's uh, so funny. Right. That was my immediate thought. I was like, why the fuck? Where was right? he? Could he have been there sooner if he walked around? Or was he around? like, <laughs> was he, like perched up there like an asshole? Like, yeah. Is he like perched up there waiting, just watching? And then as soon as they like kick him in the shin, he's yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. will not stand. Yeah, That's he's like Batman over here waiting for the crowd. What's going on in his mind of like, okay, I'm just going to wait. Yeah, it was dumb. All right, is Sean standing on top of a trailer? Yes. Just like, not yet. I'm not gonna get in it yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Uh, which is funny because like that's kind of what I do with kids when I see like when I'm working with kids and I see mm-hmm. them start to having problems with each other. I kind of look at it and like I'm gonna wait. Can you resolve it yourself? <laughs> and then like the second someone puts hands, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I go rushing in like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Put the hands down. So maybe that's what Sean was doing. He which was is... like, maybe they'll fix it themselves. Maybe they'll resolve right. it themselves. Waiting for hands to get thrown. I don't know yes. why he was waiting up there like an yes. asshole. Also, he's a fucking looking. idiot. He's like, I gotta get closer. I gotta get so yep. much closer. He basically like he get basically gets in the trunk of the fucking car for them. <laughs> Why he didn't have to get that close? He had like plenty of an easy vantage point universe. from where he was. Corey continues along this line of like being a cameraman or like a journalist, and Eric continues to be the on-screen talent, and they go to open like a broadcasting network together. That's just that's my dream for them. Mm-hmm. You know what? You've, yeah. you've mentioned this news. You mentioned this news career and film career mm-hmm. for Corey before, but I've yeah. never considered well, because, the idea of putting I mean, the two of them together, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> on screen talent, he's good at it. He has the personality for it, and so it's like put their talents together, uh-huh. and I think that they would be able to go into business together. But neither of them have the drive for that, which is so interesting to me because I feel like once we get to good the idea. later episodes, Sean doesn't have drive because he believes it's not really his place to have drive, but Eric and and Corey almost have no drive because maybe maybe it's because of their privilege that they have no drive they think everything has just been everything's yeah, been they coast. Them so far <laughs> everything's been easy for them so far so like why shouldn't this be and i think it really comes to a head we'll get to this obviously but it comes to a head when he and Topanga get married and he asks to move back in with his folks and they say no which i love that episode oh i love that episode who's your yeah, mvp I, so much Feeney, of course. so good i feel like you could make a case for somebody yeah. else but it wouldn't He's be as MVP. strong as the case for feeney because yeah Corey would have gotten his ass handed to him if feeney hadn't intervened and, and said the thing to sean so there's some nice ambiance of rain in the I'm background i can hear my rain i can't hear yeah you can rain, hear the rain and the... out by my rain but we'll see if i he- can hear it in the uh recording oh, okay and be like you know what? Just a little extra sum for our listeners this week. Sure. <laughs> you get a little soundscape in the back. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm good. I, I think I've, I've there's not this one much to, to the point this which episode. Good, yeah? The the 
plot is pretty straightforward. The lesson's pretty straightforward. And then the only continuity error is Eddie, which we talked about. So there's not much here. Well, I don't know about it. I mean, we had a good conversation. Well, no, I mean, we had to it. Makes it sound like we just wasted like, the last us, hour. <laughs> I think as far as like, the episode goes, it's not like, and then they said this, and then they were wearing this, and then they did it's this. It's a straightforward. You know, sure. It's not like we're ripping it to shreds like we do sometimes. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. I, I see what you mean. Uh, no, it's a good one. I enjoy it. I'm excited. We're almost done uh, for, with season for three. What's coming next? Um, this is episode 17, so we only have like five more episodes. I know. We're getting almost back to. We're getting Lori there. Getting We're getting together. there. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, we appreciate your time. Check back in again. Same <laughs> Feeny time, same Feeny channel. That's a. <laughs> It's, old, it's, you know, it's like the old 60s Batman <laughs> reference. It was always like same bat time, same bat channel. Anyway, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us uh, like you're doing right now. Check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Woo-hoo. Twitter. Uh, Megan does a wonderful job curating the social media and is oh so responsive Indeed. to your messages if uh, you feel so inclined. So please check in. Let yeah. us know. I, you know, what's it? What would, would you, you What would, would you have, have taken? Yeah, I'd be very interested to hear what if anyone takes the side of like not intervening. Would you Would you have let Corey get beaten up? Would you have jumped in the way? Would or you have perched on a trailer tree? waiting for or, the right or, moment or, to make a dramatic bush. entrance? What would you have done? What would your hiding place of choice be? <laughs> At the appropriate yeah, time, or just like, like walked in, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe have maybe you would have gotten there ten minutes earlier and been yeah. like, "Hey, Corey, listen, that's my half brother. I'm really going to ask you not to do this." <laughs> oh, I did just think of something. Corey's like, they didn't get the right? tape. Ha ha yeah, ha! No idea. When the fuck did he take the tape to, out of that? I was trying to when think of that too. And the only time he I could the think of is like, that camera. as he's taking the camera out of his hands, he already has his hand on the tape and he like sneaks it out. But I feel like someone would see that. Impossible. It is 100% impossible. <laughs> and what witch. we are shown happens, it is 100% impossible for him to have removed that tape. Oh, this is the like clunky ass 90s camcorder over here. You can't, it, you can't no. just like pop this fucking VHS tape out and sneakily all right bullshit <laughs> sorry i just I realized that bullshit i thought the same thing i forgot i no. forgot about it until just now and it's horseshit there's no way he got that tape out of there i also no. don't think that this unless, would unless win the news was, contest like, but whatever an arrest made uh, or someone like got he... their stuff back there's not much there's not much of a story right like what's what's the what i don't know i don't know he, he i guess he needs to do a write-up maybe and, and add some shit in but <laughs> it's just the anyway that's action. besides the point there's check, no climax there's no resolution nothing check us out online thanks for listening so much we really appreciate it and uh check us back next week we'll be here. for some more of this for now class dismissed <laughs>